تبقي حياتي برهان You are listening to season 10 episode 20 بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته my dear sisters in Islam I welcome you all once again to 40 hadith of Imam Nawabi series presented by we here and we obey ladies only halaqa Today sisters inshallah we are going to learn about hadith number 20 This hadith is narrated on the authority of Abu Mas'ud Uqba ibn Amr radiyallahu anhu who said The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Verily, from what was learned by the people from the speech of the earliest prophecy is, If you feel no shame, then do as you wish. This hadith is recorded by Sahih al-Bukhari sisters. Let me tell you the general comments about this hadith first before we dwell into the hadith. The importance of this hadith lies in the fact that it points to one of the most important characteristics a person can possess sisters the characteristic of haya which can be translated as modesty shyness bashfulness etc and nabawi rahimahullah states that all of islam revolves around this statement of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam now let's move into the hadith in detail the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said verily from what was learned by the people from the speech of the earliest prophecy is so let's analyze this phrase for sisters this phrase means that the statement concerning modesty is something that has been passed on from the earliest prophets it is part of the legacy of the earlier prophets that the people still had in their possession in other words sisters The first prophet had made this statement and it continued to be passed on until the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Let me give some examples so that we can understand the concept better inshallah. For an example, if we take commands or prohibitions that was legislated by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala our creator since the time of Adam till Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, we can put them into three main groups. Let's take the command. Let's take the command of worshipping Allah alone. Take Allah as the true God worthy of being worshipped. The command of Tawheed. As we all know, this command is mentioned in the deen of Al-Islam, which is also mentioned in the previous scriptures. All the prophets are sent for this very purpose of establishing oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This command is... go side by side with previous scriptures we muslims ummah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam follow this command of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not because it was mentioned in the previous scriptures rather we follow it it's because it's mentioned in the deen of al islam even though this command is same for all the other scriptures which came before rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam let's move on to the second category sisters Second category is that there are things that are mentioned in the previous scriptures may a, may be a ruling or a verdict or issues related to halal or haram that contradicts with the religion of al-Islam in this case we reject those and follow what's mentioned in the final revelation of deen al-Islam that is in the Quran 
thirdly, things that are neither contradict nor align with Islam. In that case, we neither reject them nor believe in them. The best example is that the detailed aspects of stories of the prophets. Now, I hope that you have a good understanding of the statement by now, sisters. It's said that all of the prophets praised the characteristic of modesty and ordered their followers to have that attribute. This principle was never abrogated in any of the laws of the prophets. Then Rasulullah continued saying, If you feel no shame, then do as you wish. Now, I want you to pause for a second, sisters, and think about this statement. This part of the hadith, when Rasulullah said, If you feel no shame, then do as you wish. Do you think that Rasulullah is telling us that if we have no shame, then do what we wish? Do you really believe that Rasulullah is saying us, go ahead and do whatever we want? Do you think it's a permission to do anything as we wish? Subhanallah, I'm very sure that you must be saying no at once. The hadith does not mean that doing everything is allowed for a shameless person. Subhanallah, it is like giving an information that when a person loses the feeling of shame, then he or she does not mind doing anything. This is linguistic way of telling us and warning us of committing the sin and warning us about the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's going to come. In order for this hadith to be understood in a complete sense, the concept of Haya itself must be understood well, sisters. This is a very important concept in Islam and every Muslim should understand it correctly and apply it correctly in his or her life, sisters. So let's move on to the question, what is Haya? This term covers a large number of concepts, sisters. In English, it may be translated as modesty, shyness, self-respect, bashfulness, shame, honor, etc. If we talk about the practical implication of this term higher on one's heart, it gives deeper meaning to its sisters. Higher refers to a bad and painful feeling accompanied by embarrassment caused by one's fear of being exposed or censored for some unworthy or indecent conduct. Higher refers to an extremely desirable quality that protects us from all evil deeds. It is a natural feeling that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put in our hearts that brings us pain at the very idea of committing a wrong or a sin. That is a feeling that we get when we are alone or in public sisters. Haya plays a vital role in the lives of Muslims because it is a very important part of our Iman. If we do not have any form of Haya in us, then it is most likely that our Iman is very weak. Na'udhu Billah. Subhanallah, we all know that the character Haya referred to as a branch of faith. Our Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, Faith has 70 odd branches and Haya is one of the branches of faith. Subhanallah. We also learn from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa the importance of having Haya and how it is not something to be ashamed about. Rather, one should be ashamed if one does not have haya. We should clearly understand that the haya is a natural character of every single human being that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created. 
we should not try to suppress it because of who we are or what position we have in the society or by any other conditions. Abdullah ibn Umar who narrated that Rasulullah passed by a man who was admonishing his brother regarding Haya. Subhanallah sisters, notice here. These were men. One man was talking to another man and telling him, you are very shy and I am afraid that it might harm you. Subhanallah. On that, you know what Rasulullah responded? He said, leave him for Haya is part of faith. Subhanallah. This hadith is a clear proof that Haya is not just something regarding women, but also an attribute that believing men should have sisters. Subhanallah. Haya is an indication of their fear of Allah and it is an indication of the value of their deen. It's not a womanly thing, rather it's a humanly thing, sisters. Having a small introduction to the term Haya, we should not go to one extreme, being too much higher in all aspects of our lives and put a barrier to gain all goods in this life and in the hereafter. Subhanallah, Haya has different dimensions, sisters. Firstly, from the good dimensions of Haya, it is that a believer feels shy of doing anything that displeasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is a feeling with the belief that he or she will have to answer to all of his or her deeds. If one develops a sense such as this, it will help the believer to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's commands and to stay away from the sins. Once the believer realizes that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching all that we do and say and that we will be questioned regarding our actions, the believer would then not neglect any orders from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or his messenger Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the stronger this sense of haya becomes, the more it motivates one to make sure that he or she does things that are pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The next question is, how to develop this kind of haya? Well, the way to develop this haya is that one must keep learning and absorbing Islamic knowledge from authentic sources. And also we have to remove ourselves immediately from those acts we are involved at this moment in this digital age, like online gossiping, online chatting with opposite gender, etc. In another narration, Rasulullah indicates the importance of haya for his followers as saying, Every religion has a particular manner of characteristic, and the characteristic of Islam is haya. Allahu Akbar. Subhanallah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made a very important statement about Prophet Musa alayhi salam. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Musa was a modest, bashful person. No part of his skin was seen due to his shyness. Allahu Akbar. I mean, can you imagine sisters? Musa alayhi salam was a prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is praising him and praising his quality of bashfulness, modesty, haya. Similarly, the Prophet ﷺ is the best example for all mankind, as we know. He was described by his companion, Abu Sa'id al-Khudri, he said, The Prophet ﷺ was more bashful than the virgin girls kept in their private compartments. 
If he saw anything he did not like, we would recognize it by the expression on his face. Subhanallah. What an excellent example, sisters. There are many different ways in which Haya shows itself. The most important way is that one should have Haya with respect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person should be ashamed to have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala see him doing something that is displeasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He or she should be ashamed in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For an example, when he or she does not perform his or her prayer in the proper time and in the proper manner. If a person has a complete haya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he or she would not perform any act that is displeasing to Allah. He or she would be too ashamed of ever doing something of that nature. In fact, he or she should have more haya towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than towards any of the creation. Subhanallah. This is because everything he possesses has come to him as a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our creator. And he knows that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is aware of everything that he does. Most importantly, one's shyness towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in particular may be noted when one is alone and out of the wave of mankind. Now let's discuss the second dimension of Haya. The second dimension of Haya is that the higher that prevents us from doing what's correct. Sometimes we try to change our dress code or our attire to please the people around us, saying that we have to, to change with the time. Subhanallah. I urge every one of us, before we change, we have to go back and check our initial intention, the original intention of wearing or choosing our dress code or our attire or whatever the things we do and then come to a conclusion sisters whom do we want to please we have to come up with an answer for this question sisters before do we do anything one also should not allow his shyness to keep himself or herself from doing what is correct for an example nowadays even muslims ridicule and embarrass other muslims who apply islam Muslim sisters ridicule other sisters who wear the complete and proper hijab. Muslim men who grow their beards or dress modestly are also ridiculed. One cannot allow one's shyness toward those people to change his or her behavior and actions if they are correct and proper according to the Quran and Sunnah. Ubaid ibn Umair once said, one must give preference to having haya towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over having haya towards the people. Another area in which one should not allow haya to prevent him or her from attaining his or her desired goal is that the seeking of knowledge. It is reported that Ali anhu said, the one who does not have knowledge should not be too shy to ask until he gets knowledge. And the one who is asked about something he does not know should not be so shy that it keeps him from saying, I don't know. It is recorded from Mujahid. He stated, the one who is shy and the one who is arrogant do not attain knowledge. Aisha our mother once stated the virtues of the women of the Ansar. She said, shyness does not keep them from getting and understanding of the religion. Subhanallah. The women of Ansar, they were so keen in learning the deen of Al-Islam. 
As stated earlier, Nawawi said that all of Islam revolves around this hadith. This statement can be understood in the following way. An act is either obligatory, recommended, permissible, disapproved or forbidden. One should be ashamed not to perform the obligatory and recommended deeds. One should also be ashamed to perform the disapproved or forbidden deeds. As for the permissible deeds, one may be shy to perform them or not. Hence, this concept of haya encompasses all of the acts of the religion of Al-Islam. Therefore, all of the religion revolves around this hadith sisters. There is a direct relationship between haya and ihsan. In the case of ihsan, a person worships Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala either as if he or she is seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or at least recognizing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is seeing him or her. If a person has this feeling, he or she will be ashamed to have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala see him or her performs acts of disobedience. In other words, such a person would then have haya towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If a person notices that he or she does not naturally have haya, he or she must work on himself or herself to develop this characteristic as it is one of the most important characteristics of a believer. Haya is a sign that a person's soul is healthy. His or her soul cares about what he or she is doing and is distressed when he or she is doing something harmful or sinful. Let me remind you something before I wind up today's podcast, sisters. I urge you to go back and record the ahadith we discussed in this very series. Hadith about ihsan, ikhlas, taqwa, etc. And now we learnt about haya. Can you connect the dots, sisters? Can you find out the connection between these terms and these hadiths? Subhanallah. When we are all alone, when no one watches us, how do we exercise taqwa and ihsan? If we are shameful to do a bad deed when people are watching, then we must be more shameful to do it when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching. So having haya helps to develop these qualities. Be ashamed in front of Allah before you feel shy in front of people. Finally, I would like to give you a nasiha to keep your hearts alive, sisters. Do you know the word haya is derived from the word al-haya, meaning life? Rain, for example, is called haya because it brings life to the earth and vegetation. It is said that the one who has no haya is like a dead person in this life. In fact, his or her heart can be considered dead. If he or she possesses modesty and shame, his or her heart will be sound and healthy. The more modesty he or she possesses, the healthier his or her heart is. The less modesty a person has, then the less life and health his or her heart possesses. Umar ibn Khattab was reported to have said, If a person has little haya, he will have little warah, meaning fear of Allah and feeling of his presence. And the one who has little warah, his heart has died. With that nasiha, I'm winding up today's podcast. And inshallah, hoping to meet you all with another hadith next week. Until then, stay tuned with us. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
اسمه ایمانی